it is a truth universally acknowledged, then I cannot make speeches, Emma. <laughs> that was an entire line ripped from the pages of Jane Austen. Two different books. Go ahead, Emma, make a speech. It's such a great moment in this section. I'm excited to talk about it. Well, good. So, welcome everyone to the Meeting Jane podcast. Hi. I'm Becky. And I'm Caleb. And we are here in what is to be our penultimate episode of Emma. Yes. Pen. <laughs> I, don't know even, I don't even know what that means. Pencil ultimate. I'm going to guess it's second to last. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it means. That's definitely how I meant it. Um, and this is a podcast where we talk about Jane Austen novels. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Caleb's new to it. Yeah, and, partial fan. But yeah, he's at this point a uh, Pride and Prejudice stan. <laughs> Can I sit? <laughs> I likes to sit. Oh, okay. Um, and he's finishing Emma for the first time. Yeah, so close. I can't believe it. Yeah, we're very close. Um, and so for today, we read Emma by Jane Austen, chapters 49 through 51. That's right. And some things happened. And then Caleb was like, and then they just kept repeating the things that happened. But we'll get there. <laughs> you're not giving, you're not, I'm sorry. nothing to say. No, there's no reason no, to bother. To let's just, okay, bye. No, but See you next week. Okay, so it's going to be real interesting talking about this book, what I read, and making sure that I do not confuse it with The Sopranos. Oh, with yeah. With Deadwood. Deadwood, yeah. With whatever, all the graphic novels that I'm reading right, right now. All that HBO has to offer and Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Well, not just, no, not just Marvel. Not just Marvel, yeah. But I am getting back into X-Men, so yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Um. So I'll try to keep you on track. <laughs> okay, cool. That's my job anyway. My favorite part was when Emma took her, her blasters out. Wow. And she was like, look at me, I'm powerful. <laughs> it was in, It was incredible. <laughs> She did that in different ways. It was more symbolic yeah. in this novel. I'm not really sure what you're referring to, but we'll get there. I didn't get why she started stripping at the bottom of Bing, though. That Whoa, was kind of strange. I know. I know. That was not typical for Jane Austen. <laughs> it was strange. True that. So, um, listen. Chapter 49 is a pretty big deal. So, let's get into let's it. Let's do this. So, um, at the end of the last chapter, Emma... What previously on meeting Jane, um, Emma was despairing that her life was going to be empty because Mr. Knightley was clearly going to marry Harriet and um, Mrs. Weston was going to go off and have her baby, which apparently she's been pregnant this whole time. And we did not realize that no. um, we heard we heard from Becky Joy, which I don't think I've even told you off mic. Mm -mm. I didn't hear that. That apparently there have been, like, hints throughout I've never wow. picked up on. Man, Becky Joy is so smart. I know. And um, just in, like, the last chapter, Emma was like, she's going to go off and have babies. And I was like, oh, so she's, like, assuming that she's going to have babies. But, like, I think she's just been pregnant this whole time. But they don't talk about it because it's, like, indelicate. Not a surprise, but over my head. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, but so she's been despairing that she's going to be alone. And then... In the beginning of chapter 49, the sun comes out, and Emma goes out to be in the shrubbery. Outside, by the plants. Exactly. And um, she, you know, this is like, um, this is a great uh, testimonial to the powers of 
exercise and being outside <laughs> because she it really does like lift her spirits just being out there um we can attest to that today can't and we? I, yeah i was gonna say it's like such a perfect weekend that yeah. we can attest to that um and then she's already feeling better because she's out and about and moving around the air is fresh and who should appear but a knight in shining armor oh, he is a knight in shining armor um mr knightley appears and so um he comes to join her and you know like walk with her and of course she's super excited her heart is skipping beats and all kinds of stuff like that exactly um so she has to try to like calm herself down and the the way that the um chapter is written is like we're getting how how much the other how each of them is like misinterpreting how the other person is feeling and thinking which is hugely in um pride and prejudice i feel like oh yeah totally yeah and i like that she writes that way because it feels real to me yeah exactly you do that all the time right like you assume you just assume you know things you know and what Mm -hmm. other people are thinking and feeling and then a lot of times it turns out you're just wrong that's the truth yeah so um all the time like ask me where we're at in this house the kitchen (laughs) That's not true. So, um, he is coming to, um, console her because of the news about Frank Churchill and Jane Fairfax's impending wedding. Because he believes that she loved him. Right. And she does not know what he's thinking. She thinks that she knows, but she doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, so... They end up walking together, and he, and then, like, she's like, uh, I have to tell you something. And he was like, I already know. And so, you know, that whole thing, they, like, share the news, but they both already know about the wedding. and Which is still surprising because it was supposed to be a secret. Yeah. (laughs) But everybody knows. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember how he says that he heard, but. He stopped at somebody's house or on his back or something like that. Um. And even with that, Emma is still um, assuming that he maybe he stopped at Mrs. Goddard's house, which is where Harriet lives. Yeah, yes, yes. And that's how he found out. So she's like continuing to perpetuate this, you know, uh, fantasy of what is really going on. And so Emma has to um, convince. And so Mr. Knightley is like, you must be really upset. And she's like, no, really, like, this is the hundredth time I've had to tell people I'm fine. <laughs> he was cool and we were friends, but it's not like that. I was not that into him. Yeah. Um, and we knew that from reading. Yeah, book. we know. Exactly. Um, so, so that is that. And Mr. Knightley kind of confesses that maybe he was wrong about Frank Churchill in a lot of ways. Um, and that, you know, maybe he underestimated him and he's very lucky to have found his love. But only once he realized, or only once Emma tells him that she was not in love with him. Yes. He's not willing to say that until she says that. Right. He seems very, like, defensive of Emma. Yes. Um, so Mr. Knightley starts to speak... In a way that Emma thinks is like him, like he's going to start confessing about Harriet. Which, come on, man. And so Did she, any of us really believe that he was in love with Harriet? 
No, I didn't. But if, if it was going to be anybody that he was in love with because of kind deeds, it yeah. was going to be Jane Fairfax. Right. Not Harry. Yeah, I know. I think it's a good example of, um, I don't know if denial is the right word, but like, I don't think Emma just, she just doesn't see, even though she thinks highly of herself, I don't think she imagines that he is into her. Like, they just are friends, you know, and they're so close, but like, she doesn't imagine that he sees her that way, I guess. I think it's almost a kindness that she allows herself to not really get in the way, even in her mind, of them possibly being in love. Even though there's a huge part of her that thinks it's crazy. She's like, you know what? It could be possible. So to me, I feel like she's really thinking highly of her friend at that point. Even though she was about to tear her a new one for a second. Right. um, When she first told her, when she first revealed, Harriet revealed that she was in love with Mr. Knightley and he loved her or whatever. Right. Um, The way she's being... I don't know. I, I just feel like she, since she's not just closing the door, yeah. Even now, mm-hmm. she's like, I guess, I guess it happened. Yeah, Maybe Harriet is 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 deserving of it. Right, just things happen. Yeah, and I have to, I have to be cool about it. That's it. Right. Um. So she, but she's not ready to hear about it. No. So she stops him, and um. Then she starts to feel bad about the fact that she stops him. So, <laughs> so she does. Um tell him to go ahead and and she's gonna listen to whatever it is that he's it's like say. 30 seconds yeah and she's like no no okay tell me okay it's whatever fine. you need it's to tell fine. me just go ahead i was being a jerk yeah. go ahead and tell me i'll be a good friend to you and that's when he basically confesses his love for her emma are say you shocked <laughs> i mean it's okay we only have a few chapters left in the book so if this yeah. is gonna happen it's gotta happen now right but the way it came out i wasn't expecting it okay um, you thought yeah. it was like abrupt? Or? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, I knew he was going to share something, but yeah, I guess it has to happen. I mean, how much yeah. time is left in this right. book? Right, exactly. Yep. And so he's the one who says, I cannot make speeches, Emma. If I loved you less, I might be able to talk about it more. That's really sweet. That's nice. Um, but I guess that is a speech. He, and he goes on and talks about that. But um, And of course, I think this is similar to... Pride and Prejudice, he never says, like, will you marry me? Yeah. Um, that ends up being, like, a conversation that they have sort of, like, off mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's more professing as well. Yes, exactly. And they, they come to a mutual understanding, I think. And she's like, what? Yeah. But and yeah, she's she like, okay. Come to a mutual understanding. Yeah. Um, while he's speaking, Emma, uh, it says, Emma's mind was most busy. And she... You know, she's happy with what she's hearing because she is in love with Mr. Knightley, but she thinks a lot about Harriet and how much um, this is going to devastate her. Sure. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about that. And then, like, the, the chapter sort of ends with Jane Austen showing us how both Emma and Mr. Knightley went into this conversation with very different ideas of what was going to come out of it yes like he came to console her she thought that she was going to have to congratulate him on his engagement to harriet and instead they both end up in like the most blissful joy that either of them could have imagined that but i will say there's a huge moment of growth as well in emma okay and it's, and it's in this chapter, right? While she's going through the emotions of, of like how exciting it is, she also starts to think about Harriet. Mm-hmm. And how much she 
doesn't want to hurt her friend. Like, what the hell is she going to do now? Right. Because her friend thinks that, you know, there's something going on between her and Mr. Knightley. And it's obviously not the case. And so she's like, man, I, I can't do this to Harriet. How can I do this to Harriet? I've already hurt her feelings once before. Yep. And then I accidentally um, just pushed, not pushed her, but. Yeah. And I don't even want to say Encouraged. convinced. Encouraged is the right yeah. word. Because she. And she didn't even really do anything. It's just a friend saying, you know what? If that's how you feel, you're not even telling me what it is. You just got to go for what feels right, right to you. So it wasn't even that bad. Mm -hmm. But this is a huge moment of growth for her. I feel yeah. Like, from where she started and where she is yeah. now. To, to know that she loves him so much. Right. Um, but then also to mention her father and to go through that, those yeah. emotions of, of how am I going to reveal this to my father? Because once we love each other, then we get married and then I leave home. To be with Mr. Knightley. Yeah. Which is everything she would love and enjoy. But at the same time, we know through reading this book that she also really enjoys being home with dad. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. So there's a piece of that as well. Not just yeah. leaving dad, but there's got to be a big part of her that's like, I just, I don't want to say goodbye to this part of my life. Right. Exactly. And there's, um, in this chapter and then getting into the next chapter, um, that's kind of what it is. Like, her her happiness can't be complete because of the hurt that she's going to be causing both her father and Harriet yes. by marrying Mr. Knightley. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's selfless, but then at the same time, we also know that she's not really in need of anything. Right. So only someone who is in that position. No, nah, that's not true. There's plenty of people who are in terrible places that still choose to be selfless. Right. For the, you know, for others sake, but mm -hmm. It makes it easier, I would say, probably. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? It makes it easier for her to, what, to marry him or to, to uh, feel to bad? To put off being married until mm. dad dies. Oh, right. Or to put off. Yeah, because she doesn't need it for her own well-being. She well -being. doesn't need to be saved. Mm -hmm. She does want to be in love. Mm -hmm. But it could continue where Mr. Knightley comes right. by. And Assuming Mr. Anyways. Knightley is okay with that. Exactly. That's And so, like <laughs> yeah. anybody, when you're trying to figure out all these things without right. actually talking through it, yeah. you're you're just trying to figure out how to, I guess, address everything and how to plan through all this. Right. So she's probably going crazy right now. Yeah, now. exactly. And, like, in a lot of these situations, if you would just talk to people about it, you yeah. would probably find that it's not as bad as you thought. That's true, because if he he really loves her, is crazy about her, and is as chivalrous as he is, like, yeah. he'll figure out a way. Right. Does he? I don't know. We'll see. So, so yeah, so in the next chapter, um, it talks about how um, she was now in, a, in an exquisite flutter of happiness, and um, how... They they get back to the house and she and Mr. Knightley are still there and when he leaves she starts to realize how um, how unhappy this is gonna make um, her dad and Harriet and so she comes to the conclusion that while her father is still alive she can't marry Mr. Knightley they'll just have to stay engaged. Sorry, I jumped in front. And no, 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 it's totally fine. So so we don't need to talk about it too much because we just we did <laughs> yes. which is totally yeah. fine but it's just um again like what i was thinking when i was reading that is like that's assuming mr knightley is gonna be fine with that because in this society staying engaged means you are gonna just be like pals yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> so not touching he might not want to wait that's true um so and she's not ready to be like with um 
Harriet. So she comes up with a plan to have Harriet go visit her sister, Emma's sister, in uh, London. So she's, like, going to write to her to suggest that. Um, And then... And tell me if I'm missing something that you want to talk about. Then we get the letter. The very long, tiny, lettered letter. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have a few things to say about it outside of how much I didn't enjoy that part. Okay. But I'll wait till you go. Okay. Well, so um, Mrs. Weston, um, does she bring it over? Oh, um, a letter was brought from Randall's. so this is a letter that Frank Churchill wrote to his stepmother, um, Mrs. Weston, mm-hmm. and it's explaining himself, which is, I don't know if you noticed, similar to in Pride and Prejudice, Mr. Darcy writes a letter to Elizabeth explaining himself. Yeah. So this is like, you know, that that same sort of like trope of... There have been a lot of miscommunications, a lot of things that have gone unsaid. Yes. So here I'm going to say all the things that will maybe make some sense of things. Right, right. So in the letter, my my two-second synopsis is that he is explaining himself to Mrs. Weston about the secret engagement and how, yes, he knows that he treated Emma like poorly you know in terms of sort of like um acting like he he was into her but his explanation for that is that she was indifferent towards him like she he was sure that emma was not into him so he didn't think that she was in any danger of getting her heart broken and it also is serves to explain a lot of jane fairfax's strange behavior you know as we see her like crying and running away and you know just Not being like be around emma. yeah and very clearly like dissing emma yeah. um and that's kind of how how the letter goes what do you what do you want to say about it so for me i think kind of to comment on what you said earlier i enjoyed the letter from um darcy to lizzie moore okay uh because i i don't know maybe because i i don't it's not that i don't or i dislike frank churchill But at this point, I don't care. Yeah, I get that. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, it is. He's a side character. He really is. Yeah. And he's had plenty of time to shine within this book. Yeah. And his storyline is pretty much done. And I get if they want to kind of give him a moment of redemption a little bit and allow him to explain himself. But that should have come to me, honestly, Mm -hmm. before um, the chapter where we read or or, or Mr. Mr. Darcy, Mr. Knightley. Mm -hmm just kind of shares his love like i get the order right um and i and i like when knightley reads it out loud because then he's kind of like stepping back a little bit all right cool but yeah. at the same time that should have been a page a page and a half right tops yeah that was just too much i don't need an explanation for every single thing that he did right why he did it i don't think frank churchill is that smart so like he planned out all these things. Right. He's. It doesn't even matter, bro. Just move yeah. on with your life. Or at least don't make it that long. <laughs> but I guess back then, that's what you do, right? Right. It's long letters of explanation. And yeah. it's entertaining because that's all you have at that point. Um, the other thing, I guess, is... 
No, I mean, you know what? That's pretty much it. Okay. It just it just did not need to be that long. Right. And there's parts where uh, Knightley is like, okay, cool, cool. I see now. I maybe I would have liked him um, if if I would have known these things beforehand. Um, but then at certain points, Emma has to remind him to look at it a little bit more favorably yeah. as he's reading it. So if Knightley and and at this point, Knightley is is easily can be more easily swayed because everything's good between him and Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, so and his opinion is usually pretty right about this stuff. So Frank P- Churchill is still a weasel, probably. Right. He still is. I'm sorry. Like he was not honorable at all in any of those things that he did. Right. And sometimes people get caught up in it. But I would have preferred the letter to have some explanation and then be like, you know what? I'm still in the wrong. Yeah. And I just hope you accept my apology. Right. That's variable. Um, sorry that, that was so much, guys. guys. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, so. I think that um, a couple things. He, I'm, I'm trying to see if he doesn't really, I don't think he really says, he he is, um, what's the word? He is like. Giving uh, a roundabout hum- apology? He's humble. Sure. When he starts it, you know, yeah. like, let me explain myself. I'm sorry. You know, but he doesn't say I'm sorry. <laughs> so that right like i don't think he ever says that no yeah and what i and just kind of to explain what you were talking about jumping ahead to chapter 51 mr knightley is reading the letter so we get which is no again it's totally fine because they they go together yes so in chapter 51 the letter emma really likes what she reads in the letter she appreciates the explanation It, it appeases her to know that you know, at least he was thinking, you know, it, it does explain some things to her, which she likes. Mr. Knightley comes over, reads the letter, and he kind of, like, talks to Emma. Yeah, he reads it out loud. Yeah, and he's, like... They read through it together. And he, like, brings stuff up, you know, yes. little side comments um, as they go through it. He's not as impressed. <laughs> Although he does feel like uh, re- he is redeemed in Mr. Knightley's eyes as, as far as, like, okay, maybe he is a little bit more deserving of Jane Fairfax. Yes, Right, exactly. Um, and we do see that he, he, Mr. Knightley, really does admire Jane Fairfax. Like, oh, yeah. he thinks that she is a really good person yes. and um, deserves to be happy. And so if, you know, if she's happy with Frank Churchill and he did have his reasons, then okay. Right. Um, so there's something I wrote... Oh, he says, this is really sweet in the beginning. It will be natural for me to speak my opinion aloud as I read. By doing it, I shall feel that I'm near you. It will not be so great a loss of time. Because he doesn't like, like, she, she's like, Mr. Knightley, read this incredibly long letter. And he's like, I came over to hang out with you. I didn't really want to read a letter by Frank Frank anymore. (laughs) And so he's like, okay, but like, we're going to talk as we do this. Which I thought was really sweet. Um... And he's like, oh, the whole piano forte thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I don't know if you needed that um, explanation, but we at that point. figure out where and why. Right. Frank Churchill sent the piano forte and yeah. what an idiot for not realizing that it was going to cause more trouble than it was worth. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, <laughs> I'm sorry. He yeah. Just, he was trying at certain points, but also he was just playing too many games. Yeah. He didn't need to do what he did to Jane Fairfax. Right. Like, fine. No, it's it's honestly, it's not fine that you play with Emma either. 
Right. And you did it no. in front of everyone. That's right. F- Emma could have fallen in love with him. Yeah. She was very close. If she too. wasn't an if yeah. she was an idiot, yeah. she would have just been head over heels for this right. guy and then completely hurt right now. Mm-hmm. And he and then that's why she was called over yeah. to for, you know, her old governess to try and apologize and right. I'm so sorry, we had no clue. Like you have to understand that we didn't know that this is what was we so please and and she, you know, gives him a breath of fresh air, allows him to breathe more, I should say, when she reveals, like, I don't love him. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Like, Right. Everybody else that. thought that Emma was yes. in love and with him. And that he was in love Right, exactly. And, so he, and doing all this in front of Jane Fairfax, like, there's a better way to keep a secret. Yeah. Than to be a dick. Yeah. I hear you. In uh, the Jane Austen book club movie, yeah. slash book, um, they talk about how Jane Austen... Um, this is a good example of, well, it could be seen as a good example of how Jane Austen values um, good behavior and that, like, just because Jane Fairfax and Frank Churchill were in love didn't mean that they had to behave so badly. Yeah. Because then you have the way Mr. Knightley is with Emma. Oh, that's and he, a good point. like, he is also in love for, you know, we could assume most of the book, and yeah. he never you know, steps out of line in That's the way that he treats everybody. Point. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, look at what he does for Jane Fairfax. Right. He's not playing games, mm-hmm. but he does do kind things for her and her family with that. Right. You know, the last crop of apples mm-hmm. and all these other things, like um, the, the the pig. Right. Whatever. Just these, these kind things in secret that he does that then people, you know, blast yeah. out because they're like, you know, look how kind he was, this, that, and the other. Right. And so... He could have done it that way. Mm-hmm. He could have been friends with Emma and been kinder to her by not playing these games. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, that's... Everybody go watch Jane Austen Book Club. It's on Netflix right now. It's so good. There it is. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, then, Mr. Knightley, after they finished talking about the letter, Mr. Knightley... Um, Oh, well, I will say he says that Mr. Knightley says that he's very ready to believe his character will improve. Um, so, again, he's like still not impressed with Frank Churchill, but OK, maybe there's hope. You know, he, he did this dumb stuff, but, you know, there is hope for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a wiener, but he's not a villain. Right. Yeah, that's a good way. <laughs> childish way to explain it but whatever man. <laughs> and so he's like okay and now let me talk to you of something else i just love mr knightley i love that he's like he he listens to emma and he values her and what you know he gives her um the things that she is interested in yeah. the time of day yeah. but at the same time he's like let's let's talk about things that have to do with us yes. let's be Let's focus back on us now. Mm-hmm. Um, and without, like, patronizing her, I think. No, I think so. I agree with you. So he, com- so he tells her about his plan, which is that um, I know, of course, you know, we're, we're both concerned about your father. And basically, long story short, why don't I just move in here? <laughs> Woo! And then we can be married. Um, you know, my house will be fine. Um, your dad will still, you know, be in his home and then, you know, later we can move we'll back there or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And Emma is like, oh, my God, seriously? And he's like, yeah, why not? And so she's like, take some time to think about it. Yeah. I don't remember. So they do. They take time to think about it. And she's like, okay, good idea. This is good. <laughs> so, um, so that's how that kind of gets worked out, which is pretty brilliant. Yeah. I mean, come on. That makes so much sense. He's over there all the time anyways. Yeah, exactly. And he, he does love her father. That's right. And vice versa. They have a great respect for each other. Right. I know. And the whole idea that he would, like, make Emma pick up and go to his place just because it's his place. Like, again, maybe that's an example of how Mr. Knightley is just kind of, like, cool. Like, yeah. he's not stuffy to the point of, like, this is how it's done. My wife is going to come to my house. You know, he's like, I want to be where my wife is going to be happy and everybody wins. I think Darcy would have done the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. He would have loved to live with uh, Elizabeth's parents. He wouldn't have loved it. No, but he would have done it. he would do whatever he could to yeah. make sure that they were okay. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely. And, and he did by saving Lydia That's in right. a lot of ways. Yeah. Secretively, That's too. That's true. There you go. You have another... I mean... Again, Pride and Prejudice, the stakes are a lot higher, but yeah. you have the the hero sort of, or the love interest, doing something to sacrifice to help her family out. Yeah, before there's even a love right. there. <gasps> Isn't it so romantic? <laughs> I will say, it's pretty admi- you know, admirable yeah. what these guys are written to do. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so, so that's, you know, one major worry of emma's is now um you know taken out so her her happiness meter is going up so now the only thing that she has to worry about is poor harriet (laughs) and i don't i don't think that we have heard that harriet even knows i don't think i don't think it's like out yet that she and mr knightley are together um so do we will it be jumping ahead if i discuss kind of like how mr knightley comes over and the father is, you know, welcoming and speaking to him, but he's kind of like, Emma's going through her head like, yeah, you welcome him, but if you only knew what the plan was, how much he loves me and what his plan is to, yeah. you know, move, do this, that, and the other, it's yeah. like, maybe you might not be so welcoming. You mean of what her dad must be thinking? Yeah. 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 Or would think. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is... She just is so sure that, yeah. again, she is so sure that her father is going to be devastated and that it's just not going to work out. Right. You know, I mean, how could she's be so cynical for for such a privileged, rich white lady. She's just convinced nothing's going to work out oh, for her. So funny. <laughs> the other thing that's funny is the way she mentions and references her father thinking of like, you know, you're so bothered by how cold he made a bit may have been from the trip here. Mm-hmm. And, but you should be really bothered about what his intentions are for me. Even right. though they're pure. Yeah. As pure as they can. Be. Right. Yeah. So that she... made me laugh because it goes back to the wetness and the cool of the day. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it drives his... her father crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chapter ends. I'm just going to read this part because I wrote, hmm, foreshadowing. It really was too much to hope, even of Harriet, that she could be in love with more than three men in one year. Mm -hmm. So. Going back to Mr. Martin? I don't know. We'll see. So, um, so yeah, we will see. There are some things that are left, um, sort of up in the air at this point. So, um, a couple things still need to get worked out, but we've only got one, one episode of this podcast few chapters left of yeah. emma and it'll hopefully be next week <laughs> and we'll see what happens i mean will there be a wedding 
Will oh, they right. skip a wedding yeah. and focus on something else? Right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm interested to see how these three chapters wrap up, and I hope there's not another long-ass letter from anyone. <laughs> except for Yoda from the Star Wars oh, universe. Oh, wow. That would be... What I'd about Mr. Darcy? What if Mr. Darcy oh, wrote a letter yeah, to Mr. Knightley? Yup, I'll read it. I'm like, come like, on, Darcy, what's like going on bros. Oh, a couple of bros. Amazing. That would be really cool. Can we write some, like, fanfic of just, like, them, like, having, like, a bro, like, road trip or something? Like, carriage trip? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> kind of sounds a little bit like Brokeback Mountain. The, the lake they district. They escape to go away to the be lakes. together. They both jump in the water together. Just want them to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Emma and Elizabeth are like, wait a second. Where's our mans? <laughs> Whose mans is that? Anyway. No, but Darcy could say, like, this is what you need to do to... This is what I did to help my wife's family. And Look at me. This man, is what, this is what I've been do. through. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Check this out. Mm-hmm. And your wife has a lot more money than mine. So. You guys are straight. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> You're just going to get richer by marrying her. <laughs> I wish I'd done that. <laughs> You'd turn into this really like bummer of a letter. Darcy Never mind. Say that. No, no, he no, wouldn't. No. He's still in love. Anyway, okay. Oh, you know what the real question to me is at this point? Is who's richer than who? Darcy's richer than Knightley, right? Um, it's a good question. I would say yes. I don't think in this book they they um I at least no I'll say pounds per year. they don't say it the way they say it in Pride and Prejudice. It may have been mentioned, but it's not much of a consequence because people in this book seem to be either wealthy or like so significantly poorer yeah. that. It doesn't seem to be like five thousand a year, ten thousand a year, blah, blah, or just no money. Yeah. You know, um, it's a good question though. We should ask the internet. Maybe Becky Joy knows Becky in her Joy. in her annotated edition that Tell she's got. <laughs> Juicy stories. And the other thing is that you brought up to me, and um, Becky Joy brought up to me, um, and I can't remember if we just came up in a conversation that we nope. were having too. Was that this book is like. We're almost seeing, um, like, Jane Fairfax is kind of the equivalent in this book to an Elizabeth Bennet. Yes. Like, hooking up with the rich guy. And we are getting more of, like, the Caroline Bingley story. Yeah. Right. As, like, your heroine. Obviously, it's not, like, a one-to-one because Emma, as much as she is difficult, she is more, she's a cooler person than Caroline Bingley. But in terms of like wealth and privilege and seeing this person as having like an interesting story as opposed to that person, it is really unusual. Trying to get in the way of somebody else's love interest. Right. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It's interesting. It's it's yeah, it is. For it, sure. Becky Joy, isn't that strange? <laughs> we both got that thought and told Becky separately. I know. I had no idea. <laughs> it's a small world. It is. In my mind, it's teeny as hell. <laughs> The only people who live up there are dwarves because the not much bigger people can fit. And all the Jane Austen characters. Those are up there, too, at the moment. Well, they yeah. rent for now <laughs> until somebody else moves in. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week, huh? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. It's been really fun. It's a good journey. And we are, we'll be here next week for the conclusion. Yes, where can people find of us? Of Emma. Emma. Uh, you can email us um, at meetingjanepodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet 
at us or find us on Twitter at Meet Jane Podcast. Nice. And then obviously you're listening to this, so you found us on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Yes. Tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe. What's the other thing? Um, uh, like, follow on SoundCloud, right? That's yeah, how they do that's things. Pretty much yeah. It. So, um, so yeah, that's that's all. We this did has it. been fun. You want to try to clink my yeah. plastic seltzer bottle in your with my ice, ice cream? cream? Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's fake. <laughs> all right, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.